Greetings, sovereigns. Join us as we explore new and old knowledge and ideas around food and health to help you achieve optimum states of wellness. Peace, sovereigns. Greetings, sovereign sisters. This is one of our first episodes in a series that I want to call Sovereign Sister. So in the Sovereign Sister powwow sessions, we're going to talk a lot about the feminine body, right? And this this uh, current episode, we are going to really talk about nine ways to support your plant-based feminine body, specifically with the, the use of herbs. So as we move into this little experience we call a podcast, right? Um, I want you to think about supporting your body's needs and knowing how to balance the nutrients, the minerals, and the energetics for optimum health, all right? Now, before we even start, you know, we all know when we meet as women and we power, when we meet in a space together, they're just... There, there are amazing attributes about us that we can't, we can't help but to exude. And many times, balancing our nutrients, balancing our energetics actually brings out those attributes. They make us and empower us so much to step forward in the fullness of who we are with our femininity. So, when you think about feminine energy, I really want you to embrace water and its mystery and its ability to be passive and soft and yielding, right? And when you think about soft and yielding things, there's nothing that that can overcome what is soft. The soft actually overcomes that which is hard. I remember listening to um, this particular quote and flipping it in my head over and over again as I um, I watched a film called Water, the Great Mystery. It, it's one of my favorite documentaries, actually, because it actually recounts the research and experimentation around water's ability to, uh, water's ability to um, hold information and to be programmed using emotion, right? So, you know, you could check out that, that, um, that great documentary. It's really, really, um, intriguing. Maybe you can come back and, um, share some of your insights, um, in response to our article on our website. But as I listened to that, the quote kept, um, it, it, it just stayed in my head, soft and yielding, soft and yielding. So when we think of femininity, there is this idea of being soft as the epitome of femininity, right? The ability to be submissive and yielding. And to some, these words may have triggers to them, but there is a great value in water's ability to function in that way, right? And that's sometimes that's how we we get to understand how we should function as well when we pay attention to the elements around us that are considered aligned with us as 
um, women, right, and our femininity, we get to see, ooh, this is how we should be moving. This is how we do move. This is a, a manifestation of the feminine energy that we carry. So today, I just wanted to quickly touch on th this idea of what some of these characteristics of water look like and how they align with femininity. I just wanted to share that a little bit. Um, and you can go back to our old, older podcast called Water's Wonder because there we explore even more about these, you know, watery attributes and watery energetics that um, the feminine energy possesses. So I just wanted to um, jump into that before we actually focus on today's episodes. Um nine herbs to support the feminine body. Now, my journey, I know many of you have probably tuned into the previous um, podcast where I, I, I shared a little bit about my journey, my pain journey, my womb health journey, and some of that battle. And, you know, I thought it would be fitting to open up our episode this evening with this, an interesting story that, um, was, it's a night vision. It's a story about a night vision or what we call, many call dreams. The dream actually occurred around one of the times I was having a really painful episode. And I kept saying to myself, well, I think I felt like I've tried everything. What can work to support me better as I move forward? And I, I remember falling asleep and um, finding myself walking down a rocky road along a bushy fence, right? Near a blue wooden home. And that home was in, in what's called Wester Hall. Wester Hall is in, located in Grenada. And I knew I was close to a place called Petit Bakai. Petit Bakai is where my grand aunt, um, I call her name Alice, lived decades ago. And, um, and there she, she served me many cups of hot cocoa. And many bowls of enamel bowls of um, fresh fried fish, fish fried in coconut oil, salty because you could taste it. It, it was fresh from the sea. Um, and I remember that that vision because as it unfolded, I I found myself walking down that rocky road, staring and realizing where I was, but looking into the window of the blue house. And then my eyes caught the woman who is in the house and this elder is sitting, standing, sorry, over this big pot and she's stirring this pot and she has this, this bush in her hand and I am looking up at her and my eyes catch her and I'm, you know, I, words did not come out of my mouth, but I will tell you what I know I shared with her, you know, like I was curious. I I said, what is it? You know, she said, come, come, you need to drink this. Without even opening her lips, she said, come, you need to drink this. And I said, well, what is it? You know? And her response was blessed thistle. Blessed thistle. 
She said, learn about it, learn it and teach others about it. So I walked away from that night vision with a resolution to my problem, a herbal solution, an herbal food medicine that I could support my system with. And it has worked wonders for me. And the more I researched into it, the more I realized it is a blessing, this blessed thistle, because it can be used by women of varying ages, but most importantly, it is utilized to support young girls who are just transitioning into the bleeding stages of menstruation. So I, you know, once they've initiated and now you know what happens, right? We've come to understand that sometimes cramps and other, you know, other things kind of affect us during that initiation into um, that stage of womanhood for us. So blessed thistle is an excellent, excellent herb. So as we move through the, the different herb foods for our medicine chest, right? These are the herb foods that I suggest you, you find tincture form, um, root form, leaf form, and you gather them and you create a medicine chest at home and utilize them every day. So let's talk about blessed thistle first. Blessed thistle is in the aster family. So there are a couple of um, herbs in the aster family or, or plants that are known for giving people allergic reactions. That's things like dandelion and um, chamomile. But at, other other plants in the, the aster family are like burdock and arnica. And arnica is excellent for... Um, joint and muscle cramps and so on. But if you are allergic to any of the plants in the aster family, then you want to, you don't want to utilize blessed thistle, at least not without trying it or consulting a physician, your physician, your holistic practitioner. But, you know, to be specific about this herb and how it supports you, it, it, it helps with anti with inflammation. So it's an anti-inflammatory herb. It's excellent for all female disorders. That's why they give it to young girls who are transitioning into menstruation because it supports them, supports them and it eases the inflammation that may be new to their body. That pain is so new and it, it leaves you so raw and so weary. Blessed thistle is so supportive. And the active chemical in there is called sinsin, I think. And in, at least I think that's how it's pronounced, but I know that's exactly what the chemical is. And it's bitterness helps and aids with digestion as well too. So the more we think about blessed thistle, the more I realize that its name is its name is indicative of how important it is to um, young women who are growing. All right. So there are some other things that we could talk about when it comes to blessed thistle, but we have all these other herbs to talk about. So let's see if we can move through um, a few others. By the way, um, you may not know this, but um, blessed thistle is helps to support the liver as well too. Anytime you have you have a herb that is that supports um and increases circulation and also is a blood 
purifier, which which uh, blessed thistle is, you're going to have the additional benefits of liver support. All right, that comes along with it naturally. So that was blessed thistle. Now let's talk about mother's wort. Now I know some of you joined us on um one of our Instagram lives a few strongs back, and we were. Jumping in and diving into the lion-hearted one. So, <laughs> Linearis cardiaca is the mother's motherwort. And motherwort is, is very effective in, um, just providing several different types of energetics. It has a physical effect on the body too that is supportive. And there are several forms that you can use it in. All right. The forms that you can take uh, mother motherwort in are as a vaginal steam, as a tea, tincture, or decoction, which are different, but they have the same, they don't have the same potency, but they have the same, they're utilizing uh, herb in water. Then there's tincture, and then the, the essence that you can use. Um and I say you can use it because depending on um, some botanicas or apothecaries you go to, they will utilize the floral essences of a particular herb to um, to give the effect of the energetics, right? And well, for this particular beautiful and, and potent tonic herb, which is mother what for those of you who just jumped jumped in um it opens us up to acceptance and peace right this is something that um mother what is known to do and when you think about the name mother what you know it just makes you i mean what doesn't sound too wonderful but the whole idea of mother gives you an an um inkling that this herb is very nurturing to the the spirit and to the the feminine energy, right? And other energetics includes the ability to soothe the womb and ease the mind. So no wonder its energetics is 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 um is peace or has it has a peaceful effect on us. No wonder it opens us up to acceptance because it does all these these wonderful things such as soothing us, right? And soothing the womb and easing cramping. It's a pain reliever. And and one of the key chemical components in this this um, fantastic herb helps with um cardiovascular function as well and blood circulation. And I think whenever you have herbs that function where they, they, they help to support the circulation of blood, it helps with the easing of cramping, right? Because then you don't, you have, your blood is not sluggish. It helps you to be energized. It, it just gives you a different experience, right? During your menses. Now, physical effects on the body. Mother what is is a nourishing herb. And it, it helps to tighten the reproductive system, right? It has an antispasmodic effect. So apart from increasing the blood um, circulation, it also eases any muscle spasms 
that can happen. And that muscle spasms, what you feel is cramping. When you have muscle spasms, it's you feel it as cramping. So mother wart kind of eases that. Um, that's what it means when it says that it has an anti-spasmodic effect. Now, if you are tense again, and like I said, and you feel probably lethargic, it because mother wart is um, a nervine or it works on the nervous system, it will help to ease lethargy and um, ease any tense um, tense feeling that you may have during, you know, your cycle or just at any point. Because again, mother wart is something that you can take um, to support your system. It is a nervine, so it will help with the nervous system and help to ease you as well. Um, let's talk about Pardiaco just quickly, right? And um, actually, we're good because we're, we're already... Moving through this, I'll just add that pariaco and macaroot are two additional herbs that are, one is a bark, one is a root. The, these, these two are really wonderful in supporting women. You know, pariaco is a bitter cleansing herb and, and macaroot is just copper, vitamin C, potassium. It is a wonderful root that is nourishing to the body. Um, and again, that those levels of vitamin C and copper are available. Um, it makes it a very um, important root herb to always keep in your medicine cabinet. The last two are ashwagandha, ashwagandha, which is a tonifying herb, and avena sativa, which is oat straw. Now I'm ending on oat straw because, um, and I'm ending on oat straw because it is the first herb that was featured in our November um, Instagram lives called Nourish Me November. So Nourish Me November was a quick little, it's a quick series. This is, you know, at the time of this podcast, it was the third strong or going into the third strong or the third herb for the series. So old straw was what we started off with to open up the floodgates <laughs> of um, healing and nourishing. And, you know, the, 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 the few things I want to say about old straw is it is a phenomenal system supporter. It improves clarity of, and, and, and allows you to increase your, your memory. It helps to calm you. Um, it helps with coordination as well. This is a mineral-rich nerve builder, this particular oat straw. And if you can't get any of the other herbs that I told you about, this nerve-building oat straw is one of the best herbs that you can actually consume on a daily basis. It is a nourishing herb so you don't it's not one of those herbs that um you have to worry about it's something you can take consistently over time um and it will help with depression too um if you find that you have high stress levels and maybe you're depressed because you know we know 2020 has been that type of year where people are bogged down there's so much worry there's uncertainty um 
but for those of you who are, are, are going through that, you know, hold on to prayer, hold on to going into sacred small spaces and finding yourself speaking to the creator and the most high and giving thanks for being able to have breath of life because there is uncertainty in the world around us, but the truth is there's certainty in our um, ability or, or, or the ability to trust in the most high. So I just, I just wanted to offer that and offer ultra as well too, <laughs> because, you know, again, it is definitely a mineral rich herb and, you know, you can test herbs, you can test different herbs to see whether they're preservatives, um, you could test them to see whether they are mineral rich and, you know, whether, how much carbs they have in them, they, they contain. Ultra is the kind of herb, if you boil, um, you make a decoction of ultra and you leave it out probably within the, the, a couple hours, without adding cinnamon or clove, which are preservers, it goes bad very quickly. And I it, I couldn't understand for the life of me when I made my oat straw decoction. I used to make big batches of it. And I remember one time when I first started working with it, it went bad. And I couldn't figure out what was going on because it was so much herb. I use a lot because it's, it's so potent. Um... When you, when you make a decoction, it's so much po more potent than making a tea. Well, look at this. The whole pot just, it went bad. And when I smelled it, I was like, whoa, this is so offensive. The smell was so strong, pungent. And, 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 but I knew what was happening. When I, I said to myself, why is that happening? Why did it turn so quickly? And why was the smell so intense? Oat straw is so full of nutrients. It cannot, you cannot leave it sitting out for too long. You cannot leave it in the fridge for too long. It will go bad. And that's, that's what happens when you're dealing with foods that are highly, they have high levels of nutrients in them. They're potent. They're strong. They spoil easily. All right. And they, they're natural, right? <laughs> there are no preservatives. Now, I'll tell you this, when I create a decoction with oat straw and I add cinnamon to it and clove to it, it makes, it extends its, its shelf life. It means I could actually sit my pot out for, if I wanted to, days, right? Actually, sometimes, or you know, the pot I use, it will sit and I will warm it and so on, or I will pour my herb out and put it in a jar, which you should do. But the, the truth is, one cinnamon, a piece of cinnamon bark is in that decoction or the tea that you're creating. It preserves it immediately. Clove, a little dust of cinnamon powder or maybe even a little dust of um, clove powder, even nutmeg. Again, I'm a spice person, uh, but there's a reason we use spices. It is a preserver. So it's really the energetics and the, the, the combination of herbs and how they work to support each other and to extend shelf life and to support our system is absolutely beautiful. And I'll say this to wrap up. Um, that's part of being feminine. 
being able to explore our senses of smell and taste and touch, being able to observe how these herbs function energetically, watching them, watching them. If you're making, um, I'm making a liqueur, um, of elderberry and I added a couple other, other things that I'll share a little bit later on in another podcast, but there is something you know, beautiful and amazing in the doing, in the creating of these things. You put your hands to them and you watch them like a womb where, you know, when it's, when light is introduced from that man and you watch that, 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 um, baby just, you know, morph and change and grow into something. There's a, a, a combination of the feminine and the masculine making this thing right? Um, making this child. So the same is true for the, the balance that occurs between us as women utilizing the things around us and the energy of the, our mates, if we have mates around us to support us. And we're doing those two things. We're combining that light and we're combining our energy, our chaos energy, our dark energy, our soft energy, all right, and our power to be able to look at something as simple as a, a jar of, um, you know, herbs steeping or a jar of herbs sitting in alcohol curing as we create a tincture, that jar is a womb. And, you know, part of the creating of it had to do with the light, but also that darkness that we um, we are, you know, supporting it in. All right. So it's really, it's, it's interesting just thinking about the energetics of the feminine, but also sovereign sisters, um, the energetics of the herbs that support our system. I know I did not, um, go deeply into Padiaco, um, ashwagandha and macaroot, but those additional energetics and their physical um, components and nutrients will be added to the blog. If you are interested in any recipes or you're interested in any other bits of information, please don't be afraid to write a review for our, our blog um, on the website or review the podcast, or send me a DM in Instagram, and I'll definitely share it on my Instagram page, but we appreciate your feedback, all right? I appreciate your feedback, and I give thanks. We're going to close out this evening, and I just want to say peace and power. Always stand within your soft and your submissive nature, Always stand in your soft and yielding nature and remember the soft overcomes that which is hard. Nothing overcomes that which is soft. Be like water. Peace and power. We would love to hear from you. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Head on over to our website at SovereignEats.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at The Sovereign Eats. See you soon. Peace.